Hey guys, this is David Fung, and you're listening to The Black Line. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 15. I'm so excited you guys are here, like always. It makes me so pumped that people come and listen, but I'm especially pumped for this episode not only because this is my first time doing two parts, um, part one and part two, but also because I just love doing this. This is so much fun. And this week's topic is so exciting. Um, I have two guest speakers coming in, one for this part and the next for the next part. And it's just so exciting to have people come in and talk. Um, these are two people who um, are spiritual leaders in my life. They're um, both have been really helpful throughout the years. And they just have been talking to me and helping me grow my faith and growing as a person. And that's why I value their opinion so much. Um, this episode, we'll be talking with Brad Jenkins. Um, I have a couple of questions to ask him about male um, leadership and what does a male's role look like as a Christian. And so that's why it's called Male Mentor Memos, mainly because this is all about um, what a guy, Christian guy should look like. Um, I know some of that doesn't apply for everyone, obviously, because not everyone here is a guy, not everyone's a Christian. But I think it's still an important episode to listen to because you should hear what male guys should look like and why male guys are so powerful and so important um and i just love what brad has to say about it and i totally agree with a lot of the stuff he says so i'm excited to share with you guys of what he's been saying um we had a couple questions prepared um he's a pretty funny guy and some pretty amazing thoughts he's i just love him um other than that this week has been kind of super not super eventful. I've kind of just been hanging out with friends, doing work here and there. Um, I've been working a lot, actually. I ended up working like 45 hours this week, which is more than normal. It's kind of crazy, but hey, that's what life is, right? Adding stuff new, trying new stuff. It's been amazing. Um, yeah, I this episode is already super long, so I don't want to keep talking. So I'm excited for you guys to hear what Brad has to say. Hopefully it impacted you just as much as it's going to impact me. So enjoy. All right, hey guys, it's me, David. Um, I'm super excited. Today I got um, Brad Jenkins with us today. Um, I have some questions prepared for him, and let's just get into it, shall we? Um, the first question I have for you today is, um, how did we meet? How do you know me? So I believe we met in a Tuesday night small group with a bunch of other guys that uh, were all in high school last year. Most of you guys are in college now, but sit around, talk about the Bible, talk about life. Definitely. We've just gotten to know each other. From yeah, there. it's been pretty fantastic. Um, next question I have for you today, since we're talking about male mentorship, um, what is your marital status? Like, uh, how many kids do you have? How's that going? So I've been married almost for 18 years to a wonderful woman named Laurel, and we have three kids, ages 14, 10, and 7, two boys and a girl. There you go. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. Better than I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, and then next question I have for you is um, education. Where'd you go to college? What'd you get? So I went to, I did a couple years of community college here in the Sacramento area, and then I went up to Multnomah Bible College, now Multnomah University, and just had an awesome, awesome experience up there. Had an amazing professor, uh, it was totally, I, I studied youth ministry, but it was really heavily influenced with like the study of education, yeah. so did that, and then fast forward 20 years, and this last year I completed a master's degree in education as well. Awesome. And then do you want to, I, I know this question wasn't written down, but do you have like, what are you currently pursuing? Um, what did you do in the past for like job wise? Right. Or are you getting? Yeah. So last, uh, number of years, so I guess 15 total, uh, my wife and I moved overseas in 2004 
and then we were overseas for 15 years. So we spent four, year, four years uh, in Germany as youth pastors to American military youth, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Had a kind of like a gap year uh, where we traveled the States and raised support and then moved over to Slovenia, which is a Central Eastern European country right next to Italy, south of Austria, where we uh, worked with young people, specifically trying to equip young leaders to be youth youth workers in, in local churches out there. And so did tons of stuff out there, though. Uh, lots of camps, uh, coached football out there. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Different stuff. But we moved back to America last year, right before the pandemic. Yeah, great time to move, right? Great time to move back to America. Unreal. And then um, what are you planning on doing um, since you're back in America? Yeah, so we've been back trying to discern God's leading in our life. And it's been a wild year, confusing year. But we're going to now, in a month, we're moving up to the Northwest. We're going to go to Spokane, join some friends up there. We actually know them from college. And we worked with them in Germany as well. Mm-hmm. But we're going to be uh, um, part of a disciple-making movement with them. So starting that in Spokane. Or seeing that, like being a part of that in Spokane. And then trying to equip other people in the, in the Northwest to, to do the same. That's totally awesome. So super, super jazzed and excited about that. Sounds like you're, you're going to have a lot of fun and do some great work. Um, anything you would like to know? Some like fun facts? Like ice cream flavor or... Uh, first thing that jumps out is I have a hammer toe. A hammer toe? Do you know what, what is, that is? No, what is a hammer toe? <laughs> it's, uh, the fourth toe on my, f- both feet. So, counting from the big toe over, it curls underneath the other one. Interesting. Or, like, the, the middle one. And it's like, that's weird. <laughs> that... And I pass it on to all my kids, so. They I, all got hammer toes? They all got hammer toes. I think I inherited it from my grandma. Uh, <laughs> and... I jokingly say that's how I know all my kids are mine. Um, yep, there you go. No, you can't. Total joke. My you, wife is amazing. You she, totally <laughs> couldn't have a mix up there. You'd be like, um, where's the hammer toe? <laughs> that's totally awesome. And then um, I think this is my biggest and probably favorite question in the entire world. Um, what is the biggest personal biblical conviction you have that like kind of has been driving you? Yeah, this this is a great question. It's been something that has uh, captured my imagination the last, actually my whole adult life, I would say, but then has really changed in the last two years where I think to sum it up, I would say I am very, so I, I'm looking at Jesus' last command or the mission he gives the church to go and make disciples. And I've realized that that command isn't just for like, quote, professional Christians to go and make disciples is for everyone. And so the question for me is, are, am I discipling people who make disciples? Does it just stop with one or is, does that person go on and make disciples? And also what, and yeah, is that happening? And Mm -hmm. is that happening around me and the churches that I'm around or in or whatever or connected to, but then also, um, if that's not happening, why is that not happening I've been evaluating my own life and ministry and realizing that there's things I've done that get in the way of that. And so, yeah, I'm super passionate about, um, helping disciples, like making disciples that make disciples, 
that that commands for all of us, not just for a specific yep. class of Christians. And definitely sounds like you're doing that with, uh, especially since your last work and then now going into Washington. So yeah, that's the like goal. You're definitely living out your conviction. I definitely yeah. love that. Move my whole family. In fact, can I share a quick story? Yeah. On this? So, so um, Steve is the guy that leads the group that we're on uh, part of on Tuesday night. And he asked me, Brad, if you could live anywhere in the world, what would you do? Uh, or where would you live? What would you do? And I, I said, well, we've always mission has always determined where we live and mm-hmm. what we do. And so I said, so therefore we're moving to Spokane because this is what I believe God's leading us to do. And so I have to answer that question. I would want to live in Spokane to, <laughs> yeah. cause it's, it's what God has been leading us to and the mission that he has us on. So he could have let it kept us here in the Sacramento area. But so Steve was like, okay, that's, but I was like, well, do you want me to answer by climate or by... Like, <laughs> I know, would you want to go that? surfing every day <laughs> totally. or, like, go skiing every day? Like, yeah. <laughs> definitely you would stay, probably stay here for the 49ers fans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Sacramento is... is I like the I like the heat, so that's nice. But, you know, you're going down to L.A., so... Yeah. Maybe down there. There's a lot of people down there that like the weather down there. Dude, San Diego. I'm so excited to go to... Biggest reason I'm going to go to... <clears throat> the reason I'm going to Biola, the Rams Stadium isn't too far away. And so the Rams play the Seahawks every year. Oh, yeah? So I'm going to go watch that game and wear my Seahawks gear as the only Seahawks fan <laughs> in the whole entire Rams stadium. But, yeah. Awesome. So those are um, some introductory questions. Um, and next we're going to go into some other questions. Sure. Awesome. So the uh, off, perfect introduction. The second question I got for you today is going to be, um, what do you think a man is since we're talking about like what male mentorship looks like and what a, what a man should look like? And what do you think that role as a man is and living out in society and as a community and as like in your family or yeah so i the most obvious distinction is that a man is not a woman so they <laughs> have certain parts that women don't mm-hmm. um, a physical distinction obviously but i understand that people when you know we think about what manhood is that's they're asking a different question so uh i think that <clears throat> i think that jesus is our very best picture of what a man is okay so therefore i think he he needs to be our our model the person that we're following to understand what a man is and he lived his life in sacrificial love for other people and Mm -hmm. and went to the cross sharing that love so therefore i think the best expression of manhood would be loving engagement with other people and sacrificially loving those around them. So as a father, I need to be doing that with my kids. So I need to be loving, and I don't do this perfectly, but I need to be lovingly engaging with them um, and sacrificing my my life for them and helping them thrive. So, and I need to be doing that with my wife. So as a husband, so I, I, a good picture that I got early on in marriage was like being a greenhouse for my wife. So being a protection for her from, you know, like a greenhouse is it's a it's, protection from the elements yeah. so that the plants underneath can thrive. And so I, I believe a man should be the, the leader of their home, but that means like sacrificially loving and, and often mutual submission, um, with, with, their partner and um so there's you know more to it than just like oh he's a leader and he's 
he's not a dictator. Um, mm -hmm. But as a husband, I want to provide that protection and and sacrificial love for her so that she can thrive and be loved and and become more beautiful and grow and so take those hits you know for her but in the same way so jesus is, is my picture so i want to look to him learn from him what see what he did for like man, the church and see what, what he did for the body exactly okay yep. so yeah you look at ephesians 5 and he's it's 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 the it's it's the picture of of him in the church and and them getting married and having yeah okay yeah. awesome so yeah just to kind of like get a clear idea so you think a man is a person that's like the green like you the greenhouse analogy was really good like sacrificial sacrificial love towards your family and especially your wife and your kids do you think that's the same thing as in like in a community like do you think all men should be like sacrificially supporting their community and trying to like do the best they can to build the community yeah absolutely and yeah i guess you could mention the workplace too that that you know a man could be living that out in their in the work workplace um but yeah in the community how can i give to my community how can i make it a better place how can i how can i what is god asking me to do to sacrificially love those around me okay so they, uh, so you would say a main character uh, important characteristic of a man is sacrificial love yes sacrificial love and then i think loving engagement Okay. with others because I think you look at Adam in the garden and he was passive so Eve is deceived and she um, takes from the fruit but he was there and was passive he didn't step in and go no 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 we shouldn't do this yeah he, just, he stayed quiet he just watched yeah and so men are tempted towards passivity versus loving engagement and so I need to be checking that in my in my life because I'm going to be tempted to do that to step back to not engage because it's hard to engage you know, my kids, like, I would rather read a book sometimes than help my son with homework, you know, that's mm -hmm. frustrating to me or whatever. So uh, am I being passive? Am I, am I, or am I lovingly engaged? Um, and that, and that process is also sacrificial because I have to give up my own time, my own yeah. desires or I think I said, put down I, the book. <laughs> I think that's an awesome image of what a man is. This idea of active engagement in love and then sacrificial, using that as sacrificial love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to question number three. All right. Question number three is going to be, um, what would you recommend um, us young men, anyone that's listening or anyone that is in meeting young men um, to do? What would you expect them to do um, to prepare to be godly men like in preparation? Because obviously I'm young and I'm growing up to be a man. And how would you say recommend me to um, prepare myself or... Yeah, so David, the most obvious answer here is to become a 49ers fan. Oh, that is definitely like, not gonna happen. No, guy, why would it? That's that's, that's <laughs> how you make. That's how you become a weak man. That's how you become a weak man. <laughs> Being a Seahawks fan builds character <laughs> and joy and love for the sport through lots of trial and <laughs> tribulation. <right? laughs> no, we have our share. We have our share of that. Uh, no, I think okay. So I grew up without. I grew up with a dad. My parents have been married my whole life growing up my dad was not a christian so i grew up going to a church service a church community that with just my mom and my brother my dad stayed home watched football which i was jealous of <laughs> or went fishing or took the sunday off enjoyed a nice sunday totally and i was jealous i didn't like going to church as a young kid but 
anyways, I got into high school and God grabbed a hold of my heart. So God put godly men, other godly men in my life in high school, specifically my senior year, junior, senior year, when I, I jumped over and went, started going to a, a, a different church community, um, which that's kind of where we're loosely connected through Sunrise. And so anyways, God put other men in my life that discipled me, mentored me and showed me what they, they lived a, a godly life in front of me mm-hmm. and I was able to learn from them and, uh, f- you know, follow their leadership or, you know, like I could see their life and how they, their marriage and their ministry and stuff like that. So everywhere I've gone in, in my life, I've tried to find men that I respect that I get into like a mentor relationship with. Mm-hmm. So when I went away to college, I didn't, you know, I wasn't connected to these guys here. So then I looked for other mentors up there. So kind of what I'm saying is that I lacked a spiritual father. Okay. Actually, my dad ended up becoming a Christian when I was like 20, which was awesome. Yeah. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. That's an incredible story too. But, but still other men have become my spiritual fathers. Yeah. They've helped so you grow. Mm-hmm. I think I would totally recommend that to you or to whoever else who's young is to have like, is to be in a mentor relationship or to be in a discipleship relationship where you can ask those questions. You can get guidance. You can get wisdom because God can help grow you through, through all that. And we need that in our life. And so there's been one guy in my life that has stayed with me and I've stayed with him since I was in high school and that's uh-huh. a guy named Carlo Walth who was my youth pastor in high school. And then as we went on to be missionaries, he, we would talk every month or two. That's fantastic. That's, yeah. a, that's we, a strong relationship. Yeah. Yeah. He's an incredible godly man. So I think, yeah, that's what I recommend. I think, I think that's also a good image of what sacrificial love looks like. Cause like, obviously it's been a little while since you've been in high school yeah and you guys have stayed watch it watch it dude (laughs) (laughs) you guys have uh, stayed really close and i think i think that takes hard work and dedication and that's i think that's a good image of what sacrificial love looks like it's like this idea of still investing in people even though you guys aren't close and it's not easy and i think that's a fantastic idea of and definitely finding mentors is i think it's a great way of developing and seeing because like we always talk about like it's what you see, that's how you learn. It's not just listening. It's right, watching right. people do it. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think I definitely. Yeah. And what's interesting about this, this friendship I have with this guy, I don't agree with everything he says, or <laughs> I don't always, um, understand even his communication style or whatever, but it's so clear to me that like God has said, this is your spiritual dad. Like this, he's your, he's a father to you. And, and I'm go, yep, I'm, and I'm, I willingly submit to that, like happily, like I like this guy, you know, we're, we're good <laughs> friends, but, but it's, it's not always perfect or, you know, uh-huh. wonderful. Like sometimes we disagree or argue. No, we don't argue, but anyways, what I'm saying is like, God will put people, God's put this guy in my life and I, for good or, or bad, you know, there's not a lot of bad, but it's definitely good or bad. I'm, I'm going to say, yep, this guy, I'm going to stay. I'm, I'm choosing to stay connected to this guy from mm-hmm. here on out. So God has definitely blessed you with this. Spiritual Absolutely. Mentoring. Yeah. You would 
say you would say that's what we need to find as young men to find spiritual mentors there yeah and even them that might shift through your life you uh-huh. know like i don't know um you know as you go on to, to college like there'll be other men down there definitely that you can get connect. so god can fulfill that role through different people and and probably should it shouldn't just be one person so awesome okay cool and then the last question i have for you is uh, any concluding thoughts anything you want to share or add to this idea of male mentorship and what we should be doing as males and how we can live through our community i think the thing that comes to mind is and this is related to vocation and career and stuff but mm. one of the mentors i had in high school i i was kind of asking that question like what should i do and he said well my recommendation is just get as close to jesus as you can and and as you do that he'll make things clear mm-hmm and I was like, okay, I'll do that. And so I did it. <laughs> and things became clear. And so as people ask me that question in life, I just, that you can't hurt, you know, that that's always a good thing is to get close to Jesus. You know, not, it doesn't make all the questions magically. Disappear or disappear. get answered. Yeah. <laughs> but I think as we grow in our relationship with God, we become more of the person that he's made us to be. Mm-hmm. So we be like our identity and character and all that stuff, like our personality becomes more defined Yeah, because he's the one that's created us. So if that makes sense. So then as I become more who I'm supposed to be, then I realize what I'm supposed to do. Correct. So I think, and other people speaking into my life can help shape that as well. Yeah. They definitely help with the, to help form ideas and, Help yeah. walk through stuff, yeah. And another thing that comes to mind is I think we need to be actively asking the question to these <laughs> people in our life, what what do you see in me, mm-hmm. good and bad? Like, speak into my life. And just and this is a really hard question to ask. Yeah. But be open book. Just say, all right, I need to hear it. How can I grow? Or, you know, and people are, they'll be nice. Like, <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to, they shouldn't, you know, if, bash you. To the- <laughs> yeah. So, and I, when I've done that with, with people I trust, I, it's always been a benefit. It's always been shaping for me. Mm-hmm. So I can, and I can look back at specific conversations and go, whoa, that was, that was super important. And, and God used that person to speak to me in ways I really needed to hear it. I remember asking this question to, to Carlo back when I was your age or maybe a little bit older. And he basically said, you need to work on being humble and serving. And I didn't want to hear that, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, it was true. I came back from college pretty arrogant and thought I knew how to save the world. And, <laughs> and he's like, you just need to serve. I'm like, Ugh, you're, you're right. day. <laughs> so I've thought about that for, I don't know, 25 years now. That's some important words right there. So, David, I, in light of that, I have some stuff to say to you. Okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> that would have been nice. All right. Awesome. I think that's all we have. That was all the questions I prepared. I think those are some great answers. Some Definitely some food, some ideas, and some brain thought foods. I don't know. What, what is it? Food for, th- food for thought. That's, that. that's what I was thinking about. Awesome. That's all I got for you today. Sweet. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. You know, thank you so Excited much for about coming this out. podcast. I know. Anything you'd like to share um, besides what we're talking about? Any shout outs? Yeah. Shout out to the Niners. Uh, no. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's unallowed. I should make that a rule. No <laughs> Niners shout. You can shout out any team but the Niners. We'll see how they do with Trey Lance, huh? No. It's, they'll still be third pick. They'll third pick again. Watch. I'm telling you.
Awesome. That's what we all said. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, um, but I just love talking to him and he has some great thoughts. Um, I really do love that man. He has been a great mentor over the last couple of years, and I'm so thankful for him. Um, be sad to see him go, um, but I'm so excited to have met him and seen what God has done in his life and see how great of a family he's raised. And it makes me excited for what I could be and what my family could be. Um, not too much I can say about that. Again, like, I just hope you enjoyed. Um, again, I got to do a song of the week. It's kind of difficult this week, mainly because I haven't been listening to too much music. But um, Kyle Hume, there's this new artist that I found. His name is Kyle Hume. He's got some pretty good songs out there on the pop side, and I think he's pretty good. So if you want to go check him out, that would be awesome. Other than that, that's all I really have. Um, I'm excited because we're going to do another interview with uh, my friend Mikey Coons. My other youth leader, and hopefully that'll be coming out later this week, um, before next Thursday, hopefully. But we'll see. Um, again, I'm so excited. Thankful you guys are here. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Um, yeah. So catch you guys next time. Peace out, my dudes.